my name is Trinity, and welcome to Kids Talk Church History, a one-of-a-kind podcast where kids investigate the history of the church. Over 2,000 years ago, Jesus said, I'll build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Has he kept his promise? How has Jesus built and preserved his church against all odds? Come with us on a trip through church history to find the answer, here on Kids Talk Church History. Hey everybody, welcome to the very first episode of Kids Talk Church History. My name is Lucy, I'm 16, and I live in San Diego, California. Hi, my name's Lucas, I'm 14, and I also live in San Diego, California. And I'm Trindy, I am 15, and I live in Charleston, South Carolina. As you can probably tell from the name of our podcast, we're here to talk about church history. We'll explore the different time periods, learn how other Christians lived and what challenges they faced, and we'll meet some interesting characters. It's going to be a fun ride, and we're happy that you're here to join us. But before we get into all of the exciting stories, since this is our first episode, we thought we should start by asking, what exactly is church history and why should we learn about it? Lucas, what exactly would you say church history is? Well, I would say that church history started all the way back in the Garden of Eden, if you're saying church is God's people, because uh, all the way before the fall, Adam and Eve were worshiping God in the garden for however that amount of time they were in the garden. That's true. It's actually strange that some people say they don't need to learn about church history and they just need to read the Bible when in reality, the Bible is about the history of God's people. And the Bible keeps telling us to remember the past, especially Hebrews 11 with the hall of faith there. So many times when God rescued his people or did some mighty act for them, he told them to build some kind of memorial for that. And why do you think he asked them to build memorials for things that happened in the past? Well, I think it's because it's easy for us to forget what God has done for the church, especially when we're in trouble and we think that, we, that he's forgotten all about us. Do you think that that same principle applies for church history that happens after Christ's arrival? Yes. For example, right now we might be discouraged to see so many people turn, turning away from Christ. We might even fear persecution in this day and age. But when we look at the early church, they lived at a time when most people didn't know anything about Christ. They were mocked and persecuted, but the church grew more than ever. Yeah, so when we look at church history, we can just find things that encourage us now um, because we can see that many of the earlier Christians had to face way more dangers and persecutions than we do now. Yeah, I think that does give us a lot of encouragement to see what they went through and then we see what we have to go through. And while what we're going through might seem difficult at the time, it's definitely not as difficult compared to the earlier Christians. So Mm -hmm. you have any more reasons that uh, us, like as teenagers, why we should learn about church history? Well, it can help us uh, know why we believe what we believe, because uh, some say you can just read the Bible, right? But we'll interpret it in a way that is not according to God's word. But when Christians saw those teachings that were not biblical, they started to write catechisms and confessions that are still helpful today. For example, all true Christians today believe that Jesus is God. And when you read about people who used the Bible to prove he was not God, and you read how the church got together to clarify these things, it becomes clearer for us too, and very hopeful for the future. 
So basically they did the, all the hard work of studying the Bible and discussing these things carefully so that we can use their work instead of having to start from scratch. And studying church history is almost like learning about our family, our collective family in the church, because in a way we are all a family in Christ. It's always interesting to know about our church fathers and who came before us. Yeah. Do either of you personally like to read about church history? Yeah, actually. Um, Mrs. Carr's books, Mrs. Simonetta's Carr's books are really interesting and actually really great for little kids and even older kids to learn uh, church history. So I really like her books a lot. But um, I'm with starting with this podcast, I'm going to start looking more into um, church history and see other inspiring and encouraging uh, stories that were from the earlier church. Yeah. Lucas? I really like studying church history. It's very encouraging to see our early church fathers, how they faced persecution, uh, what they did back then. And I also like reading about church history because uh, in a way, church history is universal history. The aim of universal history is the advancement of God's kingdom. And so reading about church history, you can learn about the history of the whole world in that way. Yeah, that's very true. Now, the reason I like reading about church history is uh, because of all the interesting stories that are in it. So obviously, church history spans like such a wide range of time. It goes back so far, and uh, time was just so different back then from what it is now. So one of my favorite stories from church history is the defenestration of Prague, which I'm sure... Most of you have heard the story of the Roman Catholics being thrown out the window in Prague and into uh, a pile of dung, which is, yeah, that's one of my favorite stories in church history. Uh, Eventually led to the Thirty Years' War. And that's another reason to like church history. It's not all uh, boring books. Well, some kids might think creeds and confessions are boring. Like there are interesting stories in there as well. So when did you first become interested in actually learning church history? Well, my family, especially my dad, he really likes reading about theology and church history. So he got us really started at a, a really young age. So he was always, re- always reading books to us or um, telling us stories that he had heard when he was reading his books. So really, it started ever since my dad started reading books to me. Well, for me, it started all the way back, maybe in first, second, or third grade, because Mrs. Simonetta Carr would come in and read her manuscripts to us. Yeah. And uh, I thought that was really interesting to hear all about the church fathers, all about what they did. And so way back then is when I got interested. So Sunday school. Yeah. Yeah, Sunday school. <laughs> um, are you still like just as interested now as you were back then? Yeah, I really enjoy reading history, no matter what it is, if it's just secular history or church history. I'm always interested in it. Um, like right now, before I joined this podcast, I was reading about um, the Great Depression and World War II. So um, it's always history's always been a big part of my life. Uh, I would say I'm more interested into it now, church history, because now I can understand all these big books. Like I have a book right here. It's like 800 pages, but I can still understand it because I've gotten older and I've able to understand it better. Do either of you have 
uh, a favorite character from church history that inspired you or you look up to their story? I know this is going to sound like really not original, but Martin Luther, because he's just like the greatest with words. My dad just pointed out to me, uh, he told us a story about, he was talking to uh, another theologian, Zwingli, and they're talking about, I think he said 14 things and they all agreed on basically everything. But one of them was about the sacrament of the Lord's supper. And Martin Luther wrote down, basically, this is my body from the Bible. And he started the reformation, which is really big. (laughs) So Martin Luther is probably one of my favorites. Uh, For me, I would say Polycarp who was, most certainly a disciple of John way back in 100 AD or something like that, because he was one of the starters of the church. He was, I believe, bishop of the church in Smyrna. And there was at one point a great persecution of Christians. All right. So back to church history. Lucas, you mentioned that church history began like before the fall because of Adam. But yeah. do you think church history has an end or will it ever have an end? I think no. Let's say that because God's people will never go away. As Christ says in the Bible, the church will always prevail. So there will always be a church. So assuming that there will always be a church, there will always be church history, which we can learn from. And even when we're in heaven, we get to talk to the people who actually did the church history. So I do not think that church history will end. Just because like when history on this earth ends, church history won't end. It will continue on. Yeah, definitely. So as sort of a final question, each of you, what is your favorite part of church history? Learning about all the heretics and how many people have gotten the Bible and its teachings wrong and how we've always, like all the divisions in the churches, all the schisms in the churches, there's so many denominations now, like Roman Catholic, Lutheran, Presbyterian, and so on. There's just so many. They have different teachings and different ways that they view the Bible. And that's really interesting. Like, Uh, My dad's been getting into Lutheranism, and he's explaining to us the differences between uh, Calvinism and Lutheranism. And it's just really interesting seeing how one faith can turn into so many different um, beliefs and teachings. I would say my favorite part is uh, the early church persecution. I know that sounds weird, but (laughs) it uh, it's heartwarming to see how they're tortured. People are tortured, killed, burned to the stake, burned at the stake, or killed by wild animals. And it's just so amazing to see that they keep their faith in that time. And even at their death, they could just say, Zeus is my God, say that. But they don't. They keep confessing Christ all the way up till the end. And I think that's very, very good. Yeah, I don't I don't think that's weird. I was I was going to say that myself actually persecution, but um another one of my favorite aspects of church history is like the actual history part of it, like the archaeology part of it, the fact that we can go back to all these places that we read about in the Bible and see 
uh, evidence that these places actually exist existed, that these people actually lived and were real people. And it's very inspiring to know that they're not just like myths and legends you read about in a book like Greek mythology would be, but that you can actually go and see evidence of these places that existed in the past and that gives a lot of encouragement. That it's history, yeah. <laughs> you could say. So now is normally the time when we would read the questions we've received. But since this is the first episode, we don't have any mail yet. However, you could be the first to write to us. Just send our qu- your questions to questions at kidstalkchurchhistory.org. And when you send us a question, you'll be entered in a raffle to win one of our favorite books about church history. By the way, I'm sure you've heard now about Simonetta Carr's books. We've talked quite a bit about them. Uh, We've learned a lot from them, from reading the manuscripts and all that kind of stuff. And her new book on church history has just come out. In our podcast, we'll be following the order of this book, so you can go ahead and buy it and follow along if you want to. And at this point, we would normally have a guest to answer some of our questions, but since this is our first episode, we'd like to introduce you to some of the other co-hosts you'll hear in future episodes. Right now we have one person and I'll go we'll go ahead and introduce herself if you'd like to introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Mina Bukestan and I'm from I'm 13 and I'm from Kalamazoo, Michigan. Do you have a favorite book or character from church history or any kind of story on how you became interested in it? Um, my dad writes a lot of books about um, the church history like fathers. And those are really interesting to read because they're like really good for kids and it's really helpful to see. All right. Thank you, Mina. We also have my brother, Christian. He'll he'll like to say something, I guess. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Christian, here you go. Hello. My name is Christian Brims-Salas and I live in South Carolina. How old are you? 13 years old. (laughs) Christian, wait, do you have a favorite book or character in church history or a story of how you became interested in it? The the Simonetta Carter books, that's the main way that I uh, have been reading that. All right. Well, thank you to our co-hosts. And with that, we've come to the end of the first episode of Kids Talk Church History. We hope you enjoyed listening. You can find news about us, such as uh, book recommendations, links, and a form where you can register to win more books, all at our website, kidstalkchurchhistory.org. That's also where you can find all of our podcasts. Don't forget to tell your friends and family where they can find us so they can listen to in partnership with the Alliance of Confessing Evangelicals. And on behalf of my co-hosts, Lucas and Trinity, my name's Lucy. Thank you for listening to Kids Talk Church History. Bye. See you next time. Bye. (laughs)